Father, I come to you now, Father. Come to you and speak to you now, Father. Thanking you for all the things that you do, Father. Thanking you for all the blessings that you bestow on each and every one of us, Father. The guidance you give us and the wisdom to understand it, Father. Father, I ask you right now to, to bring your presence into the Word, Father. Bring your presence into your Word, Father. We ask you, Father, right now to let the Word, your Word, be translated and interpreted through the Holy Spirit, Father. That we understand and grasp what you're wanting us to know in this message, in this episode, Father. We thank you, Father. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to bring your presence. Bring your presence into this Word. Bring your presence that everyone can understand and can get whatever gem there might be or understanding of what you're wanting to translate through this by way of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. We thank you in advance for any lessons learned, any knowledge gained, any wisdom portrayed. We ask you, Father, Father, please send your Holy Spirit. Have your inner Holy Spirit be present and and, and intervene into this into this into this word father I thank you thank you those listening watching thank you father I ask you this in the mighty name of Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit amen amen and amen good day everybody good day good day hope everyone's having a great day in Jesus by way of the Holy Spirit whether they're catching you right now in the morning when you're getting up, just rising, thanking God that you opened your eyes today, had a breath of air, get ready for whatever it is at work, activities, errands, whatever it may be, just getting started, getting cleaned up, and getting ready for your day. Or catching you halfway through your day when you're sitting there going through some trials and tribulations, but then you did see God do some wonderful things. You've got blessed, you noticed it, recognized, and felt it. And you are moving forward, going through what they call the midday madness. Or you're ending your day. Whether whether it's sitting down with your friends or family or kids, children, grandparents, whatever it may be. 
uh, and you're ending your day having some dinner, sitting back, and you just want a really, really good message to listen to, however, whatever, whatever, whatever you're listening right now, I want to let you know you're new tuned into the Blue Book, presented to you by Pentecost, hosted by your boy Blue. It's a wonderful time right now. Wonderful time right now. We got a new start. We got some ambition. Want to welcome everyone into 2021. This is the first blue book of 2021. Um, took some time. Um, and I just let God do what God's going to do. I don't uh, push pressure or exasperate what God does. Um what the Holy Spirit allows me to do um, because I've done that in the past. I have pushed the envelope with the Holy Spirit and did things that I wasn't as comfortable with as I really wish I was and forced things and it just didn't come out right. Um, I gotta let God do what God's gonna do in my life. And I'm sure everyone out there right now can definitely relate to letting God do what God's gonna do. And um, letting the Holy Spirit work its magic in you. Magic by meaning things that you don't understand or see or, understand or, or comprehend. Um, these things are just very, very important to let God just do. And once you let him do it, and you look back at it, then you're like, yeah, I see why it happened. But we are in a good time right now. We're going to get this pandemic under control remember one thing saints remember one thing what is right isn't what's popular Jesus Jesus demonstrated that when he walked the earth over 2020 years ago and those who have done the right thing haven't won the popular uh, vote popular uh, ideal because they did what was right, not what was everyone's hope of popularity. So, just know that things are going to get better. We're going to get this under control. Um, I always tell you guys, last year I made a big point of this. This year I'm going to do the same thing even more. Stay protected. Wear your masks. Um, however, whichever one's more comfortable for you, there is not a mandate on which one to wear per se. It's just cover your face with whether it's a scarf, mask, whatever it may be. Wash your hands, sanitize, do things you should have already been doing. Keeping yourself clean. Those are the things you need to do regardless if we had a pandemic. Uh, obviously it's emphasized more now because of that. But anyhow, do so. Save yourself. And save those around you. Okay? Health, extremely important. Too many people have lost their lives through this. And that's definitely not what we need to be doing. Okay? Anyhow. What do we do all last year and times come? What do we do to open up our blue book? Remember? If we don't, I'll refresh your memory. We always did the pledge of the, the, the pledge of allegiance, right? Okay, so what are we gonna do now? We're gonna do the pledge of allegiance. 
I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag, the faith flag, and the Savior whom, whom kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life, liberty to all those who believe. Thank you. So, today's, tonight's, this evening's, this episode's message is strength. Strength with, strengthen you with power. The power. I love talking about God's power. God's strength. God's spirit. The most powerful entity in the universe. The Holy Spirit. And we have to understand the importance of that Holy Spirit. The importance of God's power. Because that power is the power that one created the earth. That power also helped Noah in the ark. That power also one Christ held it and Christ resurrected through it and that power is also the power that Christ promised on Pentecost that we would all have that power to be able to do the things that he did now now obviously we are not Christ we do not have that same stamina strength and fortitude that he had he was sinless his perfection because of sinless he didn't let the devil break him. And that's the important part of it is he did not let the devil break him. He was tempted beyond measure and beyond I mean, we couldn't even even come close to being able to handle that. But he had to. There's a thing in in in, th- in, in this that I used to always come at people with. Um I have a hard time with the word obedience. In my in my mind, in my belief, and in my faith, I don't believe in obedience when it comes to the Holy Spirit or Christ. Um, because I love, therefore I do. In recent recent weeks and so forth, I did some reading and God convicted me. God, uh, He revealed some stuff to me. And he says to me in my prayer life and in my walk that obedience is what Jesus had to me. If you are directly talking to God, there's an obedience factor. Because although you may love God, your fear of God brings an obedience to God. Because God is one more thing. God's a judge. You love Christ, you love the Holy Spirit because you're not afraid or fear Jesus or the Holy Spirit. You love them, therefore you do for them. I myself love God. Sure, many of y'all out there love God too. At the same time though, we are to fear God in a godly fear, I say respect also. So we have a different type of love for God as 
the king of the the, the God of the universe opposed to Jesus' son or the Holy Spirit, which is the most powerful entity. So when I talk about strength, strengthening you with power, it's the spiritual power I'm talking about. Um, so we are going to dip into what it means, what it means. And this is going to come out of the New Testament. So if you have your words, I have my word right here. I always carry it. I am an Amplified Bible reader. I enjoy the Amplified Bible. I live an Amplified life. And I'm also a Pentecost. So it kind of works out that way. Whatever Bible you have, God bless you. If it helps you understand the word and the Holy Spirit reaches you through it, hallelujah. Praise God. We will be going through some scriptures. If the scripture that we go through has a different way of saying something or if it brings more of a revelation to what we're saying or the Holy Spirit leads us in that way we will uh, we will address it other than that we'll keep forward so we're going to be going to in your word whether it's by the Bible paper, the book itself or by technology computer whatever you may have go to, with me to Ephesians we're going to go to Ephesians to study today's about Ephesians 3 16 okay Ephesians 3 1 6 Ephesians 3 1 6 3 16 like John 3 16 but Ephesians 3 16 okay so what does Ephesians 3 16 mean well it's Paul Paul continues the prayer he began in verse 14 with a focus on the glory of God okay so he's focused on the glory of God he uses similar wording in Romans 9 23 regarding the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy what does that mean God's glory is mentioned throughout Ephesians to repeatedly focus the reader back to Him. Okay, and this is Ephesians 1.12, 1.14, and 3.21. Paul then asked God for deep spiritual strength from God. So he's asking God for deep spiritual strength from Him. So just like loving Him, we ask Him to show us to love Him more Paul is asking Paul is asking God for more strength from him. So he says, your strength gives me strength, so show me and give me the strength that you, that you want me to have. Okay? Through the Holy Spirit for the Christians in emphasis. So he is, he knows that God's power is the Holy Spirit. He knows that. That's why he mentions it. Spiritual strength from God. Through the Holy Spirit. For these Christians in Ephesians. Okay? Paul's emphasis on the Trinity is this section, in the section, is again evident. He bows before the Father. I'm bowing before God. That's in Ephesians 3:14. Mentioning the Spirit here, and we'll mention Christ in verse 17 as part of the same prayer. So he's understanding it, he is getting it. He knows. That the power is the Holy Spirit. He asking God for strength, but it's all going right back to the Holy Spirit because he knows that God is God, but the strength of God is the Holy Spirit. And he's asking for this. He's asking for that strength. The inner being is a spiritual part of, of a person. Paul mentions his inner being in Romans 7:22, saying he delights in the law of God and his inner being for his mind, which is in Romans 7:23. Paul desires for the Holy Spirit to work in Ephesians, in the Ephesians. So he's asking for God to bring his power, the Holy Spirit, into the Ephesians. 
okay, spiritual lives in great power. So he's asking for God to bless them with the power too. He's asking him, give them the power of the Holy Spirit as well. Something that early believers experienced in Acts. So remember the Holy Spirit coming down saying that he wants him to have the same thing. Paul likewise experiences through his ministry. The power did not come from mere emotions, but rather through humble prayer. So he doesn't want you to get caught up in your emotions. And there's a big difference when you are praying for the Holy Spirit and you are knowing the Holy Spirit is working and you're just getting an emotional reaction. Okay? Playing on emotions. Okay? Emotions are foolish. They can mess with you. They can do things. The difference between emotion and... Okay, here's a good, good example. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The difference between love and lust, emotion and spiritual growth. Okay, a spiritual reaction, which is the Holy Spirit... The reaction is different than an emotional reaction, just like the difference between uh, between between that is you know that if you love somebody or you lust someone, people confuse that all the time because we associate both of them together. If you lust me, you must love me because you're showing an action and an emotion that that translates similar to love. Same thing with spiritual growth and emotions. The spiritual movement, the spiritual being and feeling of an inspirational feeling or spiritual growth in the Holy Spirit is has similar effects in emotions. The difference is emotion just state it just vanishes after a while. You get a, a feeling and then it's gone. But the spiritual growth sticks with you. You can tap into it all the time. It's a fulfillment. It's something that's in you. The emotion is your skin. The spirit is in you, kind of like love and lust. When you love somebody, there are things you do, things you say, and have things you act upon that show that person that you love that person. Lust is just a feeling. It's just, oh, I have a real crazy feeling right now. This is what I have to do. And usually lust leads into intimacy. We associate intimacy and lust in love. You know, there is an element of love in that, but love is not just that. That's an element of it. Same thing of emotions. Emotions, there's a little bit of emotion in the spiritual growth, but it's not the definition of it. You understand? So when someone says the power did did not come from mere emotions, didn't say didn't come from emotions, it came from mere emotions. But that wasn't the only thing, but rather through humble prayers. So he prayed for it. He humbled himself and prayed for this spirit to do the job. Okay? So, let's dip into Ephesians 3.16. What does that say? Well, we'll do 3.16 and 17. So 3.16 saying, May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and enforced with glory, power in the inner man by this Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. Okay? So, May he grant you grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory. So here we go with what I believe is a theological thesaurus meaning. Okay, he is letting you know how glorified this feeling is going to be. This spiritual burst is going to be. May he grant you the richest treasury of his glory to strengthen and enforce with mighty powers in the inner man by way of the Holy Spirit himself. So he let you know 
that the treasure he's going to give you is that Holy Spirit like charge. Like like when you like when you hit when you charge a battery in a car, when you jump start a car. He wants to jump start your spirit. And that's a treasure to have. That's a a his glory is in that spirit. So when you go down further to 17, may Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down or abide, make his permanent home in your heart may you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love so he's reinforcing it in 17 okay so he gives you an analogy of treasure and glory and that's the analogy of this how valuable that spirit he's charging up holy spirit charging up in you okay and he's given you the, the backup. May God, may Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his a permanent home in your hearts. That's where he lives, in your heart. May he do that. The Holy Spirit indwells. Jesus lives, the Holy Spirit indwells. Okay? In your heart, may you be rooted deep in love and found, founded surely on love. Founded deep, surely love just love okay so when you think about it you're we're talking about the power of the holy spirit being and dwelt in you like a treasure of precious glory and let christ dwell in your heart as the holy spirit just encompasses you okay which is the same thing it's just the dwelling of just god in the holy spirit Okay. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself, indwelling your innermost being and personality, taking over the Pentecost, the the spiritual over and undertaking of you to dwell inside you and for it to be deep inside you with love okay that comes with discernment that comes with responsibility that comes with a list of stuff the holy spirit is so important to have because it has so much it encompasses so much jesus is this is yes the savior and he paid the price for for us to be able to have salvation but the Holy Spirit is truly the power that gives you discernment and understanding and wisdom and all these attributes that keep you from doing foolish things and keep you from making decisions that are not godly and, and all this. The Holy Spirit is one that, that, that works with you. It's the wisdom of, 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 of your life and of, of how things you know just work together. And without that, you you tend to do so many things that are just not of God. Um, not saying you're not. See, there's one. There's, there's a thing that that uh, that I talked to a friend of mine about recently, and it's the it's the it's the ideal of one saved always saved mentality. And I I explained this to him. There shouldn't be a once saved always saved discussion 
Because when you truly get saved and you ask Jesus into your heart and the Holy Spirit to encompass your body and your thoughts, your heart, your mind, your spirit, your soul, when you truly want that and you ask for that and you pray for that, there shouldn't be a question of once saved, always saved. That's like a free ticket out of hell or out of out of a consequence of decisions. When you get saved and you ask the Lord into your heart, there isn't a, what if I don't want to follow you anymore? Because the, the experience of being born again for the second time, that experience is so overwhelming because of the cleansing out of all the unrighteousness that you have you've carried up until that moment it's such a liberating and free feeling that it's something that you don't want to hold burdens no more you don't want to 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 steer your your life car wheel anymore you want god and you want the holy spirit and jesus to to be that mediator to be that that person in the middle to help you decide and and guide you through your life there shouldn't be a once saved, always saved, get out of jail free card analogy to worry about. Yes, you're going to fall. Yes, you're going to have your stumbles. Yes, you're going to do this and do that. You're a human being. Just because you have the Holy Spirit or Jesus inside you and you're, you're born again doesn't mean you're not going to stumble. You know, it's a training process. That's why discipleship is so important, not for judgment, but for educate, for knowledge and wisdom. You can know this whole Bible and, 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 be, and be spiritually stupid. Why? Because the Bible's only the doctrine, the Holy Spirit that makes this book alive. The lessons learned are the nuggets the Holy Spirit projects in 3D out to you. For instance, the scripture we're reading right now in Ephesians 3.16, May he grant you out of his treasury of, of his glory the strength in the enforcement of the mighty power of the, the inner man of the Holy Spirit. Now you could read that in black and white and think he's talking about money or some type of possession of materialistic because it's his treasury and glory of his strength. Treasure and glory. We're thinking, okay, I'm going to get I'm gonna get prosperity. I'm going to get all this. No, he is analogizing the importance and the, and the enjoyment and the power in the in the in the glory of having the holy spirit in you and that god dwells in you with the love and foundation two different ideals in there black and white ideal spiritual ideal very different very very different unfortunately many people don't understand that they get caught up in the black and white of this and they don't understand the interpretation that's so important because the holy spirit 3ds it out to you and says oh well there's more to this why every scripture i've read uh by different people different pastors different ministers have different interpretations of it through the holy spirit just because i interpret it this way doesn't mean somebody else through the Holy Spirit doesn't interpret it a different way. Does that mean, mean it's wrong? No. It's circumstantial. It's situational. You have to understand that the word is given and it's been around for all these years. Not because one way is the only way in the word. It, the word is meant to be interpreted through the Holy Spirit through situational and wisdom. So when someone else is preaching the gospel and they go to this scripture 
Ephesians 3.16 and they're reading it to you and they're ministering it to you and the Holy Spirit is talking to you to him to them to you whoever it may be and they get a different interpretation of what's going on here but it lines up with what God would do because you're a believer and you know God wouldn't do anything but love for you and you know it through the Holy Spirit and you hear him it may be something different than what I'm telling you it doesn't make it wrong it just means it's situational you go through different situations than I go through we have different lives we have different paths but we all should agree on one thing. The Holy Spirit brings nothing but comfort, wisdom, love, and precious moments. It calms the storms and brings a unification to the believers. Okay, that's what the Holy Spirit is designed to do. It's designed to bring that understanding, wisdom, and, and unity to us. Because no matter how different your life is, is to mine, that's what makes us united. Is that we understand that one, God is all-powerful. Two, Jesus died for our sins and is our Savior. And the Holy Spirit is our guard, our guide, our comfort, and our love. All that wrapped into one, the, the triunity, is what gives us that peace and that love to move forward in our lives and to understand that no matter how many times we stumble and make mistakes, that we always know that we have Him in our corner helping us. We don't always listen. We do want to do our own thing. But that doesn't stop the love. That just, he lets us make our mistakes for our wisdom mentality, our knowledge. And then we read, we study, we pray when we're led to do so. And it gives us that knowledge that we need and that wisdom. When you make the same mistake twice, chances are you're going to. Three, four, Jesus seven times, seven times, seven forgives. Why? Because he knows that you're battling flesh, you're battling spirit. And you're battling demonic forces. You're demand, you're, you're, you've got a lot of def the defenses going on. Kind of like your immune system. You've got a lot of things hitting you. But as long as you keep your immune system strong or fit, those things are less likely to affect you in the ways that affect someone who doesn't have that. Why? Because you're practicing. You're learning. You're using your wisdom. You're going through life and you're experiencing different things. That power is in you. You just have to exercise, like going to the gym and working out. You're working your muscles in your body. Same thing with the word. It's not meant to be eaten all at one time. It's meant to be eaten in portions. You read, you study, you let the Holy Spirit minister to you and what happens. You learn something. You take it for what it's worth, but the Holy Spirit is teaching you. <clears throat> and you apply it to your life the best way you can. Is it perfection? No, it's not perfection. It's just practice. It's just the, the, the walk of a, of, a, of a disciple. You're doing what you can, the best way you can to get through what you're going to get through. The problem is, is people, for some strange reason, get so caught up in the, the logistics and the legalisms and the religion of it. They don't understand. They, they lose the concept of, hey, you know what? I really have got to buckle down on my freedom, not being burdened by things, not being hindered by things, not being stressed out so much, not being full of anxiety and depression and all these things that are the things that demonic forces bring onto your life that hinder you from getting into the word and simplifying this. It's supposed to be simplified, not complex. Can you complex it? Absolutely. But that's not what it's designed for. It's designed for simplicity. 
wording. <clears throat> like for instance, again, he may he grant you <clears throat> out of the rich treasury, which we think would be a, fun, a, a monetary thing, but it's not that. Treasury of his glory, which is the bucket of his glory, his treasury, his reserve, the strength and enforced with strengthened and forced with power in the inner man or woman human of the Holy Spirit himself dwelling indwelling your innermost being and personality pretty simple pretty simple he wants his treasure box has that in it it descended on Pentecost it's in us. He wants you to have it. He wants it to be inside you. He wants it to be in your spirit. He wants it to be more than emotion, to be, but be a reflection of him. 17 says, May Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make in his permanent home. Permanent home. In your hearts salvation when you ask the lord to come into your heart jesus come into my heart be my personal lord and savior he's not saying we're not saying come into my heart to be make me a perfect person come to be a personal savior you died and shed innocent blood sinless blood so that i would have an opportunity without having to shed more blood to get forgiveness from my sins that i get that I did against God and the Ten Commandments. Okay? And the Holy Spirit to dwell inside you so that the Holy Spirit can give you that discernment. Not throw, toss pearls of swine, um, be wise as serpents, gentle as doves, and the list goes on of all the analogies you need to be that the Holy Spirit gives you when you have Him in your heart. To be able to make the right decisions, to be able to, to to do the right things, to 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 abide by the law, to do these things, because the Ten Commandments do not break the law. The the law, what's right in society by society rules, is just a mimic, a copy of the Ten Commandments. That's why it's important. Okay, so as we go through here. In the NIV, it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, his treasury, may he strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Okay. So, what do early versions say? They say this. America Standard Version. May he, that he would grant you according to his riches of his glory that ye may be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inward man. Pretty good. The, the Bible in basic English says that in the wealth of his glory he would make you strong with power through the spirit in your hearts. Okay, fair enough. I okay in the common English Bible it says I ask that he will strengthen you and your inner selves 
from the riches of his glory through the spirit so he's again he's 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 making it known that the spirit inside you is the glory is what's important to have okay so let's keep on going let's see what else we have here Okay, there you go. The, the Darby translation says this. In order that he may give you according to riches of his glory to be strengthened with power by his spirit in the inner man. Pretty straightforward. Let's see. Um, see, he uses the word wealth again. Um, in the Good News Translation, says, I ask God from the wealth of His glory to give you power through the Spirit to be strong in your inner selves. Again, He's using the wealth. He's He's theologically thesaurusing wealth as a valuable ad set in the Holy Spirit accus um, ac ac acquisition acquisition. So what He's trying to say is that your when you get the Holy Spirit, that is a wealthy thing in God to have. The wealth of Him is in the Holy Spirit. The value, okay? Uh, let's see here. Okay, this one he used the word gift. God's words translation. I'm asking God to give you a gift from the wealth of His glory. I pray that you would give your inner strength and power through the Spirit. Same ideal. Okay. Riches, wealth. He's using that as a theological thesaurus word. Because it's not riches as money or wealth as in possessions. It's a possession of God to have the Holy Spirit. Very interesting. Because okay. you need more analogies without giving you so much of that. Okay. The Message Bible says, I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit, not a brute... Not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength. There we go. See, it's a good one. The Message Bible says it, says it really good. I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit. Not a brute, but a glorious inner strength. Making sense? See? That's a very good way of putting it. That's without using wealth, riches. It's using that. I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength. I like that. Let's see here. Okay, another one. The New Century Version says, I ask the Father in his glory, great glory, to give you power to be strong inward through the spirit of his spirit. Another good one to put. Let's see here. Try to find ones that don't have that that uh, riches or glory, so to speak, in it. Um, or wealth in it, because that's just that could be too much. People translate it to be an actual financial or a monetary thing, and it's not the case. Most of them say it's pretty much the same thing. It says that one, a couple that we did read. Um, yeah. So, through all the translations I read through, those are the few ones that didn't say that. Um... Which is very important to note. 
Um, the New Century Version says, I ask God, or I ask Father in His great glory to give you power to be strong inwardly through the Spirit. <clears throat> and then the, the Message Bible says, I ask Him to strengthen you by His Spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength. So if you want to go and say someone, I want God to give you a strength that's not brute or physical, but an inner strength, you would come and go to Ephesians 3.16 in the Message Bible. It's a very, very good way of putting it. Okay? So... To end this wonderful message, uh, Ephesians chapter 3 wraps up Paul's doctrinal teaching and introduces it practical application. Paul refers to both his imprisonment and to his spiritual calling. This calling includes proclaiming the fact that all people, all people, can now be a part of the same spiritual family. All for anyone, like my theme song on this on this podcast says. If anyone wants it, anyone needs it, the holy fire. Holy Ghost fire. Holy Ghost fire. Paul also prays for the spiritual strength in the Ephesians church as he prepares to explain how knowledge about Christ should translate into living for Christ. You gotta understand <clears throat> that Christ had love for everybody. He didn't give you so many direct answers he gave you reasons to think reasons to say maybe I should do this he didn't give you yes or no's as much as he gave you different situations where you can use and think your think of your own mind like the bible does think of your own mind and say you know what I see what he's trying to say to me it's a spiritual discussion and it matters so remember today's Ephesians 3.16 and I use 17 is this may he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the holy spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality may christ through your faith actually dwell settle down abide make his permanent home in your hearts in your hearts may you be rooted deep in love and founded surely very good very good very powerful very strong um i want to remind you that there is no love like jesus there is no wisdom and understanding and guide better than the holy spirit and there is no god like god i encourage everyone to dip into the book of Ephesians 3:16 and 17 and let God speak to you how he wants you to be how he wants to speak to you it may fit with this message it may fit with something else it may be something entirely for you that's the beautiful thing of the word of God is that it ministers to you <clears throat> if this message how I presented it by way of the Holy Spirit <clears throat> is what uh, registers and ministers to you well fantastic I'm I am I am happy God has used me and the Holy Spirit has used me to be able to bring forth this message to you. If it isn't and you get something else out of this, glory to God. I pray that the Holy Spirit guides you in that lesson and in that wisdom. And the Holy Spirit will give you that comfort and that love. Okay? All glory to God. I would be totally out of line if I did not lead you in a prayer. 
And if you do not have the Lord Christ in your heart as your personal Lord and Savior, there's no better time than now. And there's no better decision to make. Okay? It's not a perfection prayer. You have to mean it for it to be something that's going to be utilized in your life. You have to mean it for God to come in your heart and to change you and restore what it was broken and restore it into what is whole or what is to be whole. Okay? So if you truly want Jesus to work in your life and you want the Holy Spirit to help you through your life and you want God to be your Father and know it, say this prayer with me. Father God, I ask you right now, I want the Holy Spirit and Jesus to come into my life as my personal Lord and Savior. I ask you forgiveness for my sins. I ask you to clean me inside and out of all of my sins. Jesus, to come into my heart, to live inside my heart, and for the Holy Spirit to help me, lead me, guide me, and direct me in your ways and in your word. I believe your son died on the cross. Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins. And from this day forward, I want to do my best to live by your Holy Spirit and your word. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' mighty name, by way of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. If you said that prayer, meant it, and you want a change in your life, just message me here on your boy Blue. Um, I'll get back to you. Discipleship is so crucial in these times. Uh, is important that we stay in contact. You get help in times of help. Um, inspiration, guidance, so forth. <clears throat> I also know other ministries who may be able to help depending on your lifestyle, <clears throat> your flavor, your uh, your likes and your dislikes. Not every ministry is for everybody. I, I recognize that. So, we ask that uh, we do these things. And congratulations if you said the prayer. Um, be rest assured that you meaning that prayer from your heart, God heard you, and you are just beginning that wonderful walk of knowledge and wisdom. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be pressure. There's going to be a lot of things coming at you because now you profess the faith. Now we build on it. Anyhow, much love to every single one of you. Thank you for tuning in to the Blue Book Podcast. And... Uh, we will see you next time. Enjoy your new year. Happy New Year to everyone out there. Hope you are living life with the wonderful Holy Spirit. Fear. Respect God. Follow Jesus. 
and let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a rushing river. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> Until next time. Jesus. Strong.